What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today, I want to talk about the common traits that we see amongst the 5% of people. Yes, that's right. 5% of people who successfully diet, lose weight, and keep it off for longer than three years. The statistics are pretty staggering against uh, the success of diets. So like 95% of people fail at dieting. When we look at how many people actually attempt to lose weight in their lifetime, it's estimated that six out of every seven people will make an attempt to diet and successfully lose weight. Now of those people, most of them, 95%, will gain the weight back within three years. And it's estimated that between one-third to two-thirds of those people will gain it back plus interest. And there's some current research that suggests that just being told that you need to lose weight increases the likelihood that you will gain weight over a longer period of time. So when we you know, project out and look long-term vision, just being told that you need to lose weight is counterproductive to your weight loss efforts. So that's pretty fascinating. I think it speaks clearly that, you know, shame and just like weight bias and weight stigma like does not work. Like if we if all it was was just like shaming people into losing weight, there's no shortage of that in our society. So that would be successful already. Um, but current research shows that it is actually counterproductive and that's no surprise. Now, I like to look at the 5% when we look at su- successful dieters who, who maintain and sustain those results for basically longer than three years, but there's a lot of things that they have in common. Um, and we'll get into all of that in this episode. But the one thing that I wanted to point out is you would think that with how overwhelming those statistics are that the approach to dieting would have changed over the years. And it really just is not happening that way. I do think we're moving in the right direction as far as more coaches, and maybe this is just because of like the little bubble that I'm in, but I feel like more coaches are talking about behavior change, habits, you know, sustainability, and all these different things like mindset-related stuff. And uh, I think that, I mean, that's really the direction that we need to continue to go. However, I just, you know, the I still see so many arguments about which diet is best and, and, you know, arguing about the methodology, but not actually focusing on the individualized approach, the sustainability factor and all of that. So, you know, think about what we're up against the diet, excuse me, the diet industry is a multi multi-billion dollar industry. That's very good at what they do. There's a lot of money there. Like they know how to pull at your emotional strings they know how to get people to basically need dieting. Like the point, like what <laughs> diet culture is so good at is making you reliant on them. They don't want you to be self-reliant because then if you don't need them, you're not going to spend your money on those you know, different programs and diet books and all this other stuff. And so my whole philosophy is let's show you the blueprint. Let's show you the exact way to never have to diet again, to actually get the result that you want. Because like I said, like, you know, people want, obviously, if so many people are attempting to get fit and get healthy, it is something that they want to do. It's just 
not knowing how to do it and not really knowing how to sustain it. So my whole thing is let's lay out the blueprint. Let's lay out the ways that we can actually create long-term sustainable change from person to person because it's going to look different across the board. But there's a lot of things that we can look at. And one of the things is the common traits that exist uh, from the five percenters, as I like to call them. So there's a ton of them. But first is, you know, while I, I talk a lot about not having to rely on, you know, self-control and willpower and all of these things, there is always going to be some form of restraint, some form of sacrifice, and some form of self-control. So, you know, discipline and willpower should be minimized right? But that doesn't mean that they're not necessary. So hopefully you can see that distinction. Like in order to successfully lose weight and keep it off, you have to be willing to make sacrifices. Now that can be sacrificing time and energy to track calories and macros. It may come in the form of sacrificing how many times you dine out. So like if you're going out to eat, you know, five days a week or five nights a week, making a sacrifice to get it down to one or two days a week and having more home cooked meals, that could be a sacrifice. But you get to choose what you're willing to sacrifice. But just understand that something has to give. You know, if your current habits and your current behaviors are not getting you the result that you want, then obviously we need to take, you know, we have to assess that and look at what do we need to, where do we need to make adjustments? Um, we want to minimize the amount of self-control that we use, but every single successful dieter is able to maintain some form of restraint. So the other thing, and we're just going to you know go through, there's a whole bunch of them, but uh, the five percenters, they have a method of tracking. Now this can look different again, depending on the individual, but it's important to be able to assess your results in some way. Like you know, what gets tracked gets changed. So there can be, you know, it could be somebody who likes to track macros. It could be somebody who just likes to step on the scale every morning. It could be, you know, tracking um, biofeedback. It could be progress pictures. It could be tracking measurements. But, um, you know, the bottom line is that there is some form of tracking that occurs and, you know, that has to happen. Like, that is a common trait that all successful dieters have. They are able to keep some form of metric of tracking, whatever that looks like for that person. You know, some people, macros are just not the answer. And for other people, they, they like having, you know, that form of tracking in place. Um, and then, you know, looking at data points as far as, you know, scale weight, or it could be progress pictures, measurements, like I said. Um, but just something that you're accountable and you can see trends over time. Because if you don't know what direction you're going, then how do you know what needs to change? It's like if you just are spending and you know you're making money and spending money and you have no way of knowing what like, you know, what direction things are going, you're just kind of, you know, blindfolded and throwing darts at a board, um, you're not gonna be able to make changes to your finances to get you the result that you want. It's the same thing. When you have a specific goal. There needs to be some form of tracking that, you know, that gets in place. And now, uh, you know, if there is a mindset or disordered behavior or, you know, you're tracking something and it causes more stress, obviously that's not the best area to focus on. So we would want, that's why I always say it depends, like, the, you know, it's going to be very individualistic on what method you use. But I think the bottom line with this point is that we know that the five percenters 
all have this thing in common is that they track in some way. So moving on to the next point, um, they maintain a training routine. So this you know falls in line with the thinking that it really needs to become about habits and behavior change. So you know, if you look at most successful dieters, their training routine is just something that they do because it's ingrained in them. It becomes a habit. It's like brushing your teeth. You don't have to be motivated. And that's one of the things that comes up. How do I stay motivated? You don't have to be motivated. When you have a routine, when you have something that is a habit, it doesn't require motivation. You just do it. Now that can look very, very different. You know, one of the things is, oh, well, I don't have time to train five days a week for an hour every session. Cool. Then you shouldn't do that. You know, a training routine could very easily be 15 minutes for four days a week, or it could be a half an hour for three days a week, like some form of a routine that you know your schedule, this is it. Uh, And now obviously, you can be flexible with that depending on the situation. Um, And that's, you know, something that I've actually been going through recently. I used to be a six day a week, like hour and a half in the gym type of person. My workouts now are 30 minutes, 45 max. And yeah, I still get in there five days a week. But you know, depending on my schedule, when I'm really busy, I have to adjust. The bottom line is that I don't need to be super motivated. I don't need to be, you know, set the world on fire. I just know that it's a, it's part of my schedule. It's a part of my life. And, you know, that's one of the things that most successful dieters have in common. Um, and that's, I think, a, a very big misconception is you have to get to the gym every day. You have to kill yourself. Like, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. Like, just understand this very basic concept. One is greater than zero. So if you're starting with one day a week, that's fine. If you can only get in 20 to 30 minutes, that's fine too. Creating a new habit and a new routine takes time. So you want to start somewhere. Start with what you can absolutely consistently do. Like, literally, what is a surefire thing? There's absolutely no way that you can fail and start there. And then once you've got that dialed in, then you increase from there. Um, and it's interesting because most research on successful dieters only looks at cardio as the form of exercise. But for me, resistance training is is going to be more important. And again, that's not anything against cardio. It's just the simple fact that resistance training has more of a profound impact on your metabolism, on your metabolic rate. Um, and it has a lot of the same health benefits from a hormonal standpoint and just an overall heart health, brain health, all of these things. Now, you know, cardio should be something that you do to like as per your enjoyment in a way that you enjoy and, you know, something that fits within your lifestyle again. So if it's something you want to add in, totally fine. Um, as always, the best way to train is the way that you enjoy um, that allows for your, you know, the highest level of consistency. So number four, I think this is the fourth point is uh, structure. So I believe this was a Ben Franklin quote, but hopefully I didn't mess this up horribly. Uh, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So having some form of structure, a plan in place. This is honestly why I believe so strongly in having a coach. And honestly, you know, I talk about this a lot, but coaches need coaches too. I do this for a living. I can write my own programming. I can do my own nutrition, but I do have coaches. I have multiple coaches and I probably always will because of the fact that it gives structure and, you know, accountability is huge, but like having that structure in place is so important. Um, You know, most diet programs will offer a plan 
They'll offer some form of structure, but they fail to accommodate for all of the individual nuances you know, that we require. And so having a quality coach that, that knows how to structure an individualized plan that learns about you as a person, um, you know, that is so incredibly important. That is what we do. That's what we believe in. Our whole philosophy is you are unique. You are different. So you are going to have different needs than anybody else out there. And that is like where our coaching shines because we understand that fact. There's a lot of great coaches out there. So um, having structure, it's something that all successful dieters have. And it's something that, you know, I think is super important. Uh, Moving on, the ability to delay gratification. I cannot, like, if I could pick one that I just wanted to, like, nail down, this is it. Because patience is so key. It's going to take longer than you want. It's going to take longer than you think. Like, let's focus on the process and dial that in and just enjoy it and stop worrying about how long it takes to get there. Like successful dieters don't allow their short-term feelings to get in the way of their long-term goals. Like you may be discouraged on a day where your weight fluctuates up. You may be discouraged by things not moving fast enough. But to be successful, you have to have the ability to not let that impact your actions. Understand the big picture. Continue to check those boxes with the daily actions and habits that will get you to where you want to be. So important from a mindset perspective. It's never going to be smooth sailing. You know, a lot of people this time of year, it's the holidays. There's a lot of, there's a lot of chaos going on. But this is more indicative of real life. Like you're never going to have a clear schedule where things are just perfect. Something is always going to come up. So it's a great time to practice like understanding the big picture while you're going through this chaotic time period. Like this is what real life is. So even something as small as um, you know delaying short-term satisfaction like in the form of the candy bowl at work for the long-term gain of achieving your goals of better health, um, just a simple example like that. You know, sometimes a piece of candy is part of the long-term goal. Like that's great too. But understanding that, you know, there are going to be times where you do want to delay that satisfaction um, because you have the big picture in mind. So the most important thing to understand is successful dieters don't fall for quick fixes. Like they are typically people who are really turned off by fad diets. So when they see these outlandish claims, um, they can spot you know, their bullshit meter goes off. They understand that the key to long-term, long-term success is sustainability. So they'll assess the program. Does, is this something that I can do? They don't do uh, extreme forms of dieting. They're able to delay that gratification because they understand the long game. They understand that rushing the process typically makes it even longer and prevents it from happening altogether. And the statistics, again, are very clear on that. So um, moving on, the next point is something that's like overlooked, but it's, it's really important and that's social support. Now I do want to caveat, caveat that by saying it can backfire. Like if you've ever been around a group of friends who just can't help, but tell you how you should be doing things like that can definitely make adherence more challenging. However, 
an accountability partner, a training partner, a community of support can go a very long way in making the process more fun and more sustainable. Um, there are some statistics on that about you know making a commitment to somebody else and how much more likely we are to accomplish it. And I'm not 1000% sure on these numbers, but simply writing down a commitment to yourself increases the likelihood that you'll do it by 60%. When you include committing it to yourself and having an accountability partner that you've told it to who's going to keep you, um, you know, hold you accountable, uh, I think it's up to 92% more likely that you're going to follow through. So, um, you know, this was something that it, it is almost something where you have to be very careful because, you know, your social circle may not be super supportive in the beginning and you may have to have honest conversations and it can be challenging on on certain relationships and i that was something that i dealt with personally um i found out the hard way like some people in my life were not okay with my desire to pursue health and fitness and that meant that there were some difficult conversations that needed to happen there were some tough decisions that needed to be made but one of the best gifts that i gave to myself was surrounding myself with people who understood and supported my goals. Um, and it's, it's easy. It's not easy, but it is clearly important. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying like you have to go out and change friends, but like literally just having one single account accountability partner can make a world of difference. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about with the five percenters is some other mindset things, most notably the ability to avoid all or nothing thinking. So common to see that all or nothing mindset uh, where you want to do everything perfectly and then that one decision that throws you off ends up being like a whole free for all and you end up going into this fuck it mode because why even bother? Um, This goes back to the perspective of being able to see the big picture. But typically, you know, what happens is you try and do everything so perfectly and you can, you know, only adhere that for a certain amount of time. But let's just say, you go on like two, three weeks and you're like 100% dialed in. Perfect. You got this, like you're, you're nailing everything and things aren't moving along. Or maybe you're even like, you're not seeing any progress. Like you have literally just flatlined. Um, that can, that can cause you to basically throw your hands up, say, why even bother go into fuck it mode? And you know, that becomes a vicious cycle because then you, you feel the need to dial it in even more. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have given up so quickly. Now I'm going to be even more perfect and go for even longer. And then it just creates this vicious cycle. So, um, you know, I think that having the ability to see the big picture, keep things in perspective and not let one decision, one meal, one day, one week, or even a month ruin everything for you. Because remember, we're in this for life. So we might as well just buckle up and enjoy the ride. Um, the other thing is that they have productive outlets and processes for dealing with emotions. Now, understand that food is an easy outlet for stress because we have control over it. And some people are more prone to emotional eating than others. However, successful dieters do internal work. They have mindfulness practices. They they have um, they look for productive ways to process their emotions. I cannot understate this. Like, you know mindset is, you know, I talk a lot about it, but it always comes back to mindset. You have to have 
ways of dealing with that stuff because like i said it, it is food is emotional it is something that we have control of it's an easy way to cope it's an easy outlet but we want to actually grow as humans not just you know when we look at our health but when we look at everything like that encompasses our daily lives our relationships our work you know our productivity so many things that we benefit from uh, when we actually do the internal work when we actually look for productive ways to process our feelings and emotions um, and as part of that the five percenters are express gratitude that is something that they have in common expressing gratitude for their progress along the way that you know being so focused on the process can be a boring thing and having the time to sit back and reflect and be grateful for what you've been able to accomplish is so important. So they have the ability to accept where they're at without qualifying it. And you know, here's an example. Let's say you're five pounds down. Are you the type of person who thinks, well, I should be 10 pounds down? Or are you the type of person who's like, that's awesome. I know that I've worked really hard. I've stayed consistent and I'm really grateful to be five pounds down big difference when we're projecting out how likely you are to succeed long term between those different mindsets. So one of the things that I do want to make very clear is that understand that you don't have to check every single one of those boxes. So I don't need you to go through this episode and write out all of these characteristics and be like, do I hit all of these? You know, do I check all of these boxes? If not, I'm, there's a 95% chance I'm going to fail. That's not how it works. These are just some of the commonalities. So like we want to do what we can to ingrain these behaviors and just creating awareness around them and challenging some of our, you know, ways of doing things that aren't serving us, that can be huge in moving the needle in the right direction. Um, and, and honestly, this is where like understanding different personality types can be extremely beneficial because certain people are more prone to, to some of these kind of um, pitfalls and some of these like common places where people fail. And so like understanding your personality, um, your your physiological and your psychological makeup to assess like what are some potential um, things that might come up along the way, and we can get ahead of the game. Um, and that's you know really a big part of what we do, and the reason why we do it because again it comes back to that long term sustainability factor and that's really the point that i want to hammer home if you get nothing else from that understand that the people who are are successful have ingrained these behaviors in them it's sustainable for them um, they understand the big picture they're able to avoid that all or nothing mindset they don't fall for quick fixes or extreme diets or fad diets um, so again just kind of assess have an honest conversation with yourself uh, it requires, you know, some some self awareness, and it requires just taking a look at the way that you're doing things and thinking, you know, is this serving me or not? And hopefully, this gives you uh, some some of the framework to really take a hard look at, you know, what actions might help you um, just take a better approach and really assess if things are sustainable for you or not. So, hope you guys enjoyed that. If you did, of course, I need a five-star rating and review on iTunes, so drop that in there for me. It is a huge help in growing the show, and now that we're increasing the volume of episodes, um, going to three times a week, 
that would be extremely helpful. And as always, I love to know who's listening. I love to know who you know resonates with the content. And if there's anything that you ever want to hear me talk about, just hit me up on Instagram. Um, first of all, take a screenshot of this episode if you're listening and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And then shoot me a DM and let me know what you want to hear. All right, guys, I will talk to you very soon.